This is Incredible Stories Podcast, Episode 29, Deloy's Ape. Hello, everyone. It's time for another Incredible Stories podcast. I'm Josh Virila, your Delphic host, and thanks for being here. Today, we are going to dive into the world of cryptozoology. And if you like this episode, make sure to let me know either on our various social media platforms or via email at contact at incrediblestoriespodcast.com. But first, what is cryptozoology, Josh? Well, simply, it's the study or search for creatures hidden, extinct, or previously unknown to exist that are thought to still exist. So, animals such as the Loch Ness Monster, the Tasmanian Tiger, and why even the Mountain Gorilla would have at one point fallen into cryptozoology. But most of you are probably more familiar with the poster child of cryptozoology, and that is, of course, Bigfoot, the huge ape-like creature thought to inhabit many remote areas of North America. Today, however, I'm going to examine a different hominid creature that was reported to exist in the jungles of South America. And this creature was reported by oil geologist Francois Delois, who set the scientific community buzzing with his report in 1920. This is a story of oil exploration, racist theories, and questionable photos and letters. Here's what I know. Francois Delois was born in 1892 as Louise Francois Fernand Hector Delois in sunny Switzerland. Here, he grew up playing with, I assume, army knives and ate much chocolate until he got into the relatively young science of prospecting oil fields. You see, oil had only recently been commercially exploited, and the first modern oil well was most likely established in 1859. Naturally, this was a hot commodity, and one that needed to be discovered at new locations around the globe. Deloise, being in the oil discovery field, found himself traveling quite a bit, from Europe to Africa to the Americas. This was truly the golden, or should I say, Black Golden Age of oil exploration. And men of Deloitte's talents were in demand by the aptly named Cologne Development Company, which was a Dutch company, I believe. But they were an oil company looking to develop oil prospects in the Cologne district of Venezuela. And side note, it was a good hunch to explore Venezuela, as it currently has the largest oil reserves in the world. So anyways, they hired Deloise to head an expedition in 1917. He and his 19-man crew would explore the jungles for three to four years. Now, they weren't trekking through the jungles day in and day out, hacking away with machetes for years on end, lost in the wilderness style. Instead, they would venture into the jungle for extended excursions from their home base in La Fria, Venezuela. And this was the capital of a township of Gracia de Javia in the Tashira state of Venezuela. My Spanish pronunciations are on fleek today. But don't mistake this as being a cushy, easy job. Jungle exploration for oil prospects was a hard and dangerous job. During the years of exploration, Deloise and his men faced an assortment of jungle critters, poisonous snakes, 
insects, jaguars, etc., as well as mosquitoes, parasites, and diseases that would make even the Oregon Trail envious in their lethality. Oh, and also hostile natives who inhabited the jungles didn't take kindly to his kind in their neck of the woods. The natives of this region were called the Motelones. To note, the first peaceful contact made with them wasn't until 1960. So they were all about offing some dudes to protect their territory. And sure enough, during Deloy's time exploring the region, he lost many men to the natives alone. So let's fast forward toward the end of his expedition. In 1920, Deloy's had his expedition whittled down to just four men through a combination of natives and diseases. But I believe the Motolones killed 16 or 17 of his men. One night, Deloy's and his remaining men took camp on the Tara River, which incidentally empties into Lake Maracayabo, which is the most lightning-prone place on the planet. So Deloy's and his party are sitting there, exhausted after hacking through miles of thick jungle. And I might add, at this time in their journey, they hadn't had much oil-finding success, but they were about to make an astonishing discovery. As they sit there by the river, they see two large shadowy figures appear near the tree line. Before them, screaming and shaking branches, were two five-foot-tall, tailless primates, one male and one female. They walked upright and were mighty angry at the party. The primates began throwing branches and even their own feces at Deloys and his men. Well, as you can imagine, this terrified them. So, they did what any scared person would do in the jungle. They shot at the beasts, and they managed to kill one while the other one got scared away. So, they examined the creature they shot, finding it to be a female ape. She was covered in a reddish hair, which I assume smelled quite nice. Now, this is significant because South America, of course, has no known ape species, just monkeys. And the difference between apes and monkeys are, this is kind of a vague description, but essentially apes don't have tails. They also have a more upright posture than monkeys and are usually able to walk on two legs. And there are other differentiating features, but based on a description of Deloy's ape, it would make it the first ape discovered in South America and the first outside of Africa and Asia. Remember, the mountain gorilla was only discovered in 1902, so remote jungles were a good habitat for unknown creatures to live. But let's get back to the story. So Deloy's and his crew sat the creature up on a crate, propped its head up with a stick, and took a single black and white picture. And I'll link this in the show notes so you can check it out yourself, but I'll describe it the best I can. So you have the creature sitting on a crate, and it's a very clear picture. It shows pretty good detail. The arms and legs of this creature are long and slim, not bulky or muscular like you might imagine uh, Bigfoot would have. Its arms and legs clearly visible, and its face kind of looks flat. It has a roundish head, and its mouth is wide open, and the ears aren't clearly visible, but it almost looks like it has a part in the hair. The nose is kind of flat and upright. That is to say, you can see its nostrils pretty clearly. Also, you can see the river in the background. And this creature appears to be well-endowed, let's say. But since it's a female, it's some monkey lady bits. 
Some other details from the examination accounts was that the creature had 32 teeth, just like you and me, and chimps, gorillas, orangutans, and gibbons. Yay, apes! Now, because of their location and jungle remoteness, Deloise was unable to preserve the body, of course, but he would continue his expedition and have more encounters with the natives of the area, which I suppose caused him to ditch the body of the ape. I mean, that's a big body to be lugging around through the jungles while you're fleeing. Although other reports suggest his boat capsized and the completely preserved body was lost in the river. At any rate, he eventually would conclude his expedition with the only remaining shred of proof of his odd encounter being the photograph. And he would put this photograph in a memory book. It wasn't until nine years later in 1929 that a friend of his discovered the photo while checking out his notebook. His friend was an anthropologist named George Montadon, who thought the photo of a bipedal ape was of huge significance to the world of anthropology. So he convinced Deloise to make the photo and accompanying story public. Montadon pushed scientific journals to publish the picture of the creature and he named it Amaranthropiotis loisi. And eventually, the Illustrated London News decided to publish his questionable story in an article entitled, Found at Last, The First American. Hmm, what an odd title. I'll get to that later. Well, naturally, there was a lot of skepticism of this supposed South American ape from the scientific community and many thought it was merely just a spider monkey with its tail cut off. Which I guess the picture does kind of look spider monkey-esque, especially if you look at its arms and legs. And the endowment? Well, female spider monkeys have what many consider a pseudo-penis. But Josh, spider monkeys are only about two and a half feet in length. That's not close to five feet tall. You're right. But I will note, aside from the box in the picture of Deloitte's ape, there really isn't anything there to give you a good size reference. No perspective. Okay, what about the fact it doesn't have a tail? Well, it could just be hiding behind the box, as you don't see the back of this creature. But it could easily have been cut off too. Yeah, okay Josh, but the face of it doesn't look exactly like a spider monkey. And this is true, but is it so far-fetched that this could have been manipulated? When you look at the picture and compare it to a spider monkey's, you can kind of see where it's similar. Granted, there are questions and perhaps there is a possibility, but let me throw this evidence at you. In 1962, the Venezuelan magazine called Diario El Universal printed a letter from a one Dr. Enrique Tejera who claims to have been on the expedition and he stated, This monkey is a myth. I will tell you his story. Mr. Montadon said that the monkey had no tail. That is for sure. But he forgot to mention something. It has no tail because it was cut off. I can assure you this, gentlemen, because I saw the amputation. Who is speaking here in 1917 was working in a camp for oil exploration in the region of Perigia. The geologist was Francois Delois. The engineer, Dr. Martin Tavar Lang. Deloise was a prankster and often we laughed at his jokes. One day they gave him a monkey with an ill tail, so it was amputated. Since then Deloise called him El Hombre Mano, the monkey man. 
Sometime later, I and Deloise went in another region of Venezuela, in an area called Mene Grande. He always walked along the side of his monkey, who died sometime later. Deloise decided to take a photo, and I believe that Mr. Montadon will not deny it is the same photograph that he presented today. Well, the letter went on to say that Montadon was not a good person and was executed because he betrayed France. I'll get into that a little bit later too. But who is this Enrique Tejera anyways? Well, from what I can find, in addition to being a doctor, he was a scientist and a politician in Venezuela, but in around 1918 he worked as a medical surgeon and served with the Caribbean Petroleum Company in Venezuela. That puts him in the right place and the right time as Deloys, so it seems credible. I will state though, I couldn't find his original letter in its entirety in any archives of the Diario El Universal, as I believe that publication was bought out and now is the El Universal newspaper. But my international research team of just me is fairly limited. Also, the first mention of this letter outside the original publication source appears to come from the 1999 edition of the Venezuela scientific magazine called the Interciencia. But again, my international research team didn't find their archives, so I can't confirm it 100%. And if I'm looking up the right Enrique Tejera, I can't find mention of him being on Deloitte's oil expeditions in any of his biography excerpts either. But anyways, this letter wasn't published until 1962, which was 27 years after Deloitte died, and 18 years after Montadon died. And I will mention here, Montadon did die at the hands of the French resistance in 1944. He was a bit of a Nazi sympathizer and communist. So most evidence seems to point to this being a hoax. But Josh, I hear you ask, what would be the motivation for this? Well, remember that title that Montadon published the story and photo under? Found at last, the first American? It seems our friend Montadon was keen on a controversial, some may say racist, theory of human evolution. You see, Montadon thought white people developed from Cro-Magnons, Africans evolved from gorillas, and Asians evolved from orangutans. But he was stumped by the Native Americans because there wasn't any ape in the Americas, so the discovery of Deloitte's ape would fit perfectly into his totally logical theory. Missing puzzle piece found. So we see here this would have been a big motivation for him. And his good-natured friend, who most likely wasn't into his theories, found it hard to say no. We all have pushy friends like this, right? But Deloitte never stepped forward and acknowledged this was a hoax pushed largely by his friend. And he went on to have a good and respectable career after this. He worked with the Turkish Petroleum Company forming networks of geologists and became a fellow of the Geological Society of London. Swanky. He surveyed Iraq for possible oil reserves, but here he came down with a bad case of the syphilis. He returned to France and died in 1935. And although the scientific community at large concluded this Deloitte ape to be a forgery and a fraud, the ambiguity and lack of tangible evidence led many to still hold out hope of some large unknown creature inhabiting the jungles of South America. 
But why would a pretty successful geologist go along with such a hoax after he had such a rough time in the jungles losing men and then keeping it quiet for 9 years? If your flim flam alarms are ringing, consider this. All throughout South America, people have reported hominid creatures about 5 feet tall with reddish hair. They are called Mono Grande and are heard in native legends. They are said to build huts and kidnap women which were all similar types of fears and stories associated with the mountain gorilla which as I mentioned earlier was discovered in 1902. And that's the story of Deloy's ape. And now you know what I know. So I have been into cryptozoology for a long time and have been fascinated by the stories of exotic beasts and critters from around the globe since I could check out books at the library. The Lois Ape was an early fascination of mine and one I always wished to be true. After researching this topic more for this episode, I found a lot of details that were curious and largely left out of many tellings of the story. Usually the stories of Deloy's ape just summarize something like this. Hey, this guy took a picture of this monkey thing in South America. Some people think it's a spider monkey. The end. The lore of discovering unknown things drives mankind in many aspects of life. But it can also get away from them. The desire to find something and the desire of people to believe someone found something may get some people to spin yarns that get out of hand. And indeed, in 1951, a man named Roger de Courtville reinvigorated Deloy's ape. Roger was a mining engineer, and while in Venezuela, he claimed to have seen Deloy's ape on two occasions, once in 1938 and again in 1947. He produced some drawings and a new photo of the creature, but it turned out to be just a doctored version of Deloy's original photo, and since then, no one has claimed to have seen this creature again. But consider this as well. I did find it odd that Enrique waited so long to publish that letter claiming the whole thing to be a hoax, and he went out of his way to condemn Montadon as a bad guy, and not Deloise, and Deloise was the one who told the story and took the picture in the first place. I mean, the ape is named after him after all. The creature may very well have been a hoax, but it is also possible that the distaste that Enrique had for someone like Montadon led him to try and tear down anything the man with racist theories touched. But who am I to say a politician lied to further their politics? That never happens, right? Enrique may have very well intentionally lied just to bring down any credibility left to Montadon's name. Well, as much as would be left to a racist. But a lie about a lie is kind of just as dangerous as the initial hoax itself. And let's be honest, it's not really that dangerous of a hoax. But then again, Enrique may have just as easily been telling the truth and Montadon and Deloise very likely could have been shadier than a two-headed palm tree. So Josh, where do you fall in the debate amongst skeptics and believers? Well, much like the whereabouts of Deloise ape's body, that will remain a question unanswered. But here is something that does provide answers, and that of course is the haiku... A hoax or for real? This primate in the jungle. That's monkey business. 
And that's all for this time. Check out our main site for other stories on IncredibleStoriesPodcast.com. Send me an email or haiku at contact at IncredibleStoriesPodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at IncredPod. Rate us on iTunes and peep us out on YouTube and Stitcher. For Incredible Stories Podcast, I'm Josh. And remember, the journey of a thousand tales begins with the first word.